Hey there, it's The Real Deal with Camille, true stories of life as an entrepreneur. I'm Camille Diaz, and I'm an optimization coach. I teach entrepreneurs how to achieve their goals, streamline their business, and regain their life. In this podcast, my guests and I share real stories from our real-life experiences. We use our authentic voices, which sometimes include explicit language. If that's not going to work for you, tap out now. Dr. Robin is a former competitive beach volleyball player turned high-performance psychologist with continuing education in nutrition. She has written three books and given a TEDx talk titled Creating Success Out of Chaos. Her clients call her a smoke jumper because she parachutes in and helps fight life's fires from the inside. She adores the intellectual stimulation of a good conversation, which has led to 400 and counting episodes of her panel discussion video podcast called Quick Hits. In her spare time, she reads astrophysics and quantum physics for fun, works out, tends to her garden and way too many houseplants, and trains her dog Nebula to do circus tricks. In this episode is part three in a series wherein Dr. Robin shares how she went from being married off at age 18 to someone she didn't even know to becoming a successful high-performance coach. So if you missed parts one and two, you can go check those out. The links will be in the show notes. And we are now finally to part three of three. At this point, Dr. Robin is writing a book, coaching clients, and finally on the road to building a functioning business. Then COVID. When all her clients evaporated, she realized she had an opportunity to rebuild her business in a way that she really wanted it to be. And her insights on setting boundaries and how she practices saying bigger numbers when it's time to raise her prices are definitely worth a listen. Enjoy the journey. Okay, Robin, we are finally to episode three of your series, and we've gotten through marriage one and marriage two. You've gone to college, you've gotten a doctorate, you started a business and you're writing a book, and you've learned that you can't just be like, hey, I'm a business owner, come buy from me, and people just show up at your door. Mm -hmm. So so what happened next? Like, what, what happened next? Well, so I did what most people do. I started going to seminars and reading books and hiring a coach and all the things that cost money, but don't actually teach you anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right. Yeah, totally been there. Totally. Been so I did there. a lot of that. Oh, oh yeah. hired a marketing firm, hired a PR firm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did all the things, um, tried to do a weekend thing for, cause my first book is called stop the drama, the ultimate guide to female teams. And it's for female athletes, their coaches and parents. So I tried to do like a weekend seminar thing for coaches of female athletes. And that was a complete flop. The marketing firm took all my money and did nothing. Oh, for me. So that was a mess. So, you know, I'm trying to scrape together, make ends meet, work where I can, yeah. you know, Fortunately, I did have some money from the house that I had owned in Charlotte before my Ah, second, between my first and second marriage. Right, right. I had some money left from that. So I was kind of living on that a little bit. Yeah. Making money here and there. But, you know, finally I figured it out and I'm like, okay, I wrote my second book, which is called The Ultimate Guide to Handling Every Disagreement Every Time, which is more of a corporate um, book. 
I wish so, to read this now. Like, yeah, yeah I have a picture. It. I can show it to you. All right. Okay. So here's the first one. Stop the drama, the ultimate guide to female teams. And these, yeah. I mean, it's, this one's old. I think I wrote this in 2010 that came out. Yeah. And then I have this one, the ultimate guide to handling every disagreement every time. My current husband did that cover. Shout out to Russ. He did a good, nice. good job. He did all the inside work on that. Um, and I just started doing like corporate training and public speaking and a little bit of coaching. And that's kind of how I sustained myself for many, yeah. you know, many years. What was I rolling in the dough? No. Anyone who tells you that they made a mint doing that kind of work is either lying to you or delusional. Yeah. <laughs> I made a living. I paid yeah. my bills. I, you know, it worked. Right. And then, and I, and I met my, my current husband during that time. Great guy. I got, you know, third time's a charm. Yeah. Phenomenal awesome. partner for me. Um, awesome, awesome. So um, I was a competitive beach volleyball player, which I left out, but I did play some competitive beach volleyball and he's a former competitive bodybuilder and trainer on the Mr. Olympia tour. So okay. we have that in common, really good guy. Competitive athletes, really like dedicated to health and sports right. and exercise. And so, so you got in the gym, to... all the things you'd expect. Yeah. 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 yeah and that, really... and that same drive like that, like, you know, I'm going for it type of, but he's person. much more laid back than I am. He's an artist. He does graphic design, website design. There's a, always a painting yeah. in our, like just really, you know, laid back guy, really good for my, you might notice gregarious personality. Mm. So that was good. Life is good. And then 2020 happens. Mm, yeah. So within about three weeks, my entire bookings of corporate training and public speaking went away. Yeah. That's probably just like evaporated almost Oof. like instantaneously. Right. Yep. Into, into thin air. And a lot of my executive coaching clients were like, I can no, their businesses were doing the same thing. They can no longer afford me. Right. So I went from having, okay, yeah, my bills are paid. I'm good to, I don't have a business at all anymore. Right. But the interesting thing was, is that when I started my business, I was with my second husband and, and or signal single. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I did a lot of traveling. I was gone. Yeah. Now I'm married to a great guy and I have a great dog that I teach to do circus tricks. How awesome is that? And I thought, so I had to think to myself, do I want to rebuild the same kind of business or do I want to do something different? Right. Because now you have, if, if you, if all your clients have evaporated, then you have to figure out what you're going to do for new clients. And you can decide if you want the same kind of clients you had before, or if you want totally different people or something else. Right. So that's, that's a great way to look at the opportunity of, well, my people aren't here and I'm not going anywhere doing the things. What do I want to do now? But I love this. I love this concept. So what did you do? Well, the first thing I did is I started saying yes. Anytime okay. someone reached out to me and was like, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time? I was like, sure, I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> and I got a lot of sales pitches, some really yep. bad ones. I actually, some of the some of them were, you know, they were young salespeople. I would coach them. Like, let me tell you why this isn't working for you. Uh -huh. We have that kind of conversation. Um, I ended up on the bench for a, a executive coaching firm in the UK that was floundering, but oh. you know, I just figured, Hey, they asked, sure, I'll do that. I'll be yep. on your bench. Started to go into their like monthly team meetings where we were all kind of talking and whatever. I also started reading books about business models for coaching businesses mm. because the business model I had had, I just kind of fell into. Right. And I, I really wanted to be much more strategic about 
what do I want my business to look like? Mm -hmm. And what I realized was I want a business that A, I can do from here. Yep. And B, that I'm not working by the hour so that I just have to work. Like I have to have so many clients and I have to keep Yeah, like if you don't have X number of clients, you're not making rent type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I didn't want to do that anymore. Sure. And I came to the realization that I really feel like working by the hour and the kind of work that I do is a conflict of interest. Yeah. Because I need my clients to be able to call me when they have a problem and not feel like, oh, she's going to start running the clock. She's going to charge me and I can't talk. And I don't know what that's going to look like. And that, you know, no, I really wanted a business where there's a set fee. This is what Mm -hmm. you pay me on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. You get X for that. And then we just have a relationship and I'm, I'm that for you. So I knew I wanted to do that. So then the question was, okay, what does that look like? What does that number look like? How many clients do I want to have? Right. And that took me some time to figure out, like, how do I do that? And then once you figure that out, it's like, how, where do I find these clients? Cause they're different than the clients I had before. Sure. So I have to start figuring out like, where do I find them? Right. And right. basically all of 2020 went by and I had a couple of little jobs, but not anything substantial. Like I basically lived on savings because there was no, there wasn't work. Mm-hmm. And then in February of 2021, I started my video podcast, which is called Quick Hits. Yes. And I didn't start it because, oh, I have this great plan. I started it because I was intellectually lonely. Oh, wanted people to have good discussions. I just wanted to have interesting conversations. I missed having those group conversations, those cocktail conversations. Yeah. And so I just, you know, started it and started doing that. And I guess it was in the summer when I thought, you know, I have some interesting connections on LinkedIn. What if I just started asking them if they wanted to be on my podcast? Yeah. And so between August and December of 2021, I sent 664, hey, do you want to be on my podcast messages on LinkedIn? Wow. What kind of response did you get? Uh, Two thirds of them ignored me, maybe three quarters of them ignored me. Yeah. But I ended up with a really nice, you know, 200, 250 people who were like, yeah, I'll do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave me, you know, it gave me places to bounce ideas off of people. It gave me the opportunity to talk to people. And so I, I realized, okay, what I want from my business is I want to be able to have five to maybe eight clients. Mm -hmm. And I looked at what do I need to make my life work? And if I have that many clients, how much do I need to make each? What does that look like? Came up with some numbers, made a rule for myself that Once I have five clients, the next client I talk to, the next potential client I talk to, I pitch a bigger number. Yeah. That's the rule I made for myself is that once my book is full and once I pitch that bigger number, it stays that bigger number. Mm -hmm. And I had to get really comfortable with people saying to me, I want to work with you, but I can't afford that. And I had to go, okay, well, you're welcome to be on quick hits. That's cool. Let's stay in each other's circle. Let me know if anything changes. Yep. And let them walk away. That was one of the hardest things to do for me. Yeah. Yeah. It is hard. I've done the same thing of having people say, well, that sounds great, but I can't do that. Okay. Well, here's my self-study stuff. If you want to do that and I'll be here. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I had some, I told someone I can refer you to someone. Like I have a grad student that I, I mentor Oh, cool. And, you know, he charges two fifty an hour. And if you'd like to work with him, I'm happy to make that connection. Well, no, yeah. I want to work with you, but I want to pay you two fifty an hour. I said, 
I have a grad student. You can pay two fifty an hour. <laughs> okay, so just to re- reiterate here, <laughs> that's exactly. not going to be me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And now it works, and I have amazing clients. And they, you know, they talk to me and text me and message me, and I'm their conciliary. Yeah, and it's phenomenal. I get to yeah. be the concierge high performance psychologist that I kind of mapped out. Like this is what I want to be. Now, am I telling you it's great and easy and oh yeah, I have clients coming out of my ears. No, there's effort, but it's working. Yeah. And what I love about your story is you were very intentional and you went, how do I want this business to be? And then you grew it to be that and you put rules in place that didn't let you give up in a moment of weakness and suddenly go, yeah. I practice saying my higher prices when I ride my bike out loud. When I know that I'm going to raise my prices, I start saying those numbers. It costs this much to work with me a month. It costs this much to work with me for three months. If you want to do six months, it's this. If you want to book me for a whole year, this is what it looks like. And I say it over and over and over until I can say it confidently, not get my tongue tied around my eye teeth so I can't see what I'm saying and then shut up. So, oh my gosh. So key. People can't make a decision if you don't give them any space to think. And once you say your number, you got to shut up and let them think about it and mm-hmm. decide if they're in or out mm-hmm. or, or then, ask a follow-up or whatever. Yeah. The one thing that's worked really well for me is doing powerful conversations, which is two hours of my time. Mm-hmm. They don't have a price tag. It's pay what you think it's worth. Ooh. It's amazing. The checks that I get for those two hours. Mm-hmm. And that number tells me whether someone legitimately has the potential to be a client or not. Yeah. Cause yeah. I know if someone writes me a check for $200 for two hours of my time, they're not, they're a, not nope, a client and that's, that's okay. I'm happy to give them those two hours. Glad it was useful for you. That's awesome. But I'm not going to spend my time. Right. That's trying not to say, Oh, I should right work now. with you. That's not a client. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they write a check that has more zeros on it. More, than I that, was going to say when they get to like a $2,000 check, then, then, oh, okay. Now we could talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I'm happy to have those conversations with people. Right. Yeah. You're so awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. It's been yes. fun to share my story in three segments. Yes. This has been amazing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being so open and honest with your story. Cause that is, that was a wild ride and I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on it with me. Yes. And I will definitely be on your quick hits at some point. I get your invitations and I'm just looking for a day that my schedule's open so that I can do it. So Yay, when that comes I look out, forward I'll to sure it. Share it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Wow. You're listening all the way to the end. That is awesome. I don't like to half-ass things either. Sounds like we might get along well. Let's connect on social media. I'm at Cam Unfiltered. If you want to find out more about me first, you can visit my website, CamilleDiaz.com.